It's a pretty uh, humid night tonight, and uh, I'm out um, just trying to talk to people. And I'm not going to ask you your name, but uh, you work at Staples, right? Yes. You like working at Staples? Yeah, I like it. Enjoy the people, talking to them, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Let me ask you a question. If the end of the world came tomorrow, and you knew that, would you come back to work? No. <laughs> no, no. No, I wouldn't get no paycheck after that, so no. No. So, a lot of people think that 2012 is the end of the world, or this year that the world's going to end. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is? Do you think that the world's going to end this year? No, no, no. Um, I actually used to be into that a little bit, just, uh, just uh, a lot. It, it, I was curious about it, did a little studies, and and really, what they say, like uh, the Mayan calendar ends on 2012. I mean, it ends, but it always starts. You know, all doomsday prophecies they the world never ended at one time and just over and then all people are done you know maybe a, a change is coming <laughs> you know a change is coming we're going into a new age but that's about it if anything I would say we're going into a different age so you're optimistic because yeah. a lot of people are real pessimistic they think that the way things are going it's all going to end oh, and yeah. uh, yes uh, nah, not really not at all not at all um, no because you know uh, even if I mean, even if you looked at like older, older cultures or civilizations, where they say at there was a time when their culture, the world ended. I mean, it might have ended in that area. If they're a small culture, they didn't have cars or anything. They, their whole area was within a hundred miles. That's true. <laughs> you know, so yeah, within that area, but life went the rest on. Of the world, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, life goes on. I completely agree. So my show is basically about music and its influence on life. That's what it's called. It's called the Opus. Oh. So if the world were to end tomorrow, what's um, what's the the song that you want to be listening to? Like, uh, I would say Green Day, Time of Your Life. <laughs> you know. That's a great song. That's yeah. a great song. Is there like a band that you have to see or, or a musical group that you have to see before it's all over? Oh, man, before it's all over. If it was to be a a band I probably say a, well uh, you know it a lot of my favorite a lot of my favorite bands if it's all over I'll get to see them but if it was somebody I could actually see I I would like to go go see I would like to see Jay-Z in concert I think I'm with you on that one brother it's the end of the world and on this episode of the opus we talk about the music that we want to be listening to when it's all said and done My name is Santastic Guerra And you have trapped into the Opus Where have you been kids? Oh man, I miss you guys Yes indeed, it is a revived, a renewed, and a respirited version of the Opus And basically kids, I don't know where I've been So I'm not going to give you any excuses I'm just going to let you know that I'm back doing this podcast And I've um, basically just been re-energized with a new spirit on this show. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, so obviously you're listening to me because you want to know about what this episode of The Opus is going to be about, but before we get into this week's episode, or this episode, let's get into some music, and well, it's the end of the world edition of The, ep of the Opus, 
And long story short, let's get into some end-of-the-world music, okay? How about this one from the Cloud Nothings? Here we go. That little opus that you heard right there was from the Cloud Nothings. And what an appropriate song for the end of the world, no? Especially that lyric where he says, I loved you, but now we're all dead. And obviously everybody's freaking out that being we're in 2012, um, and supposedly the world's going to end or the planet's going to end in some way. And uh, clearly, a song like this from the Cloud Nothings kind of fits. But before I get into that subject, let's talk a little bit about the Cloud Nothings. Cloud Nothings is a fantastic indie rock band. They're from Cleveland, Ohio. They're a three-piece band. Pretty simple. They, uh, their lyrics are straightforward. It's a garage rock type sound. If you've never heard of them, actually, no, I'm sorry, they have four members in their band. Forgive me. Uh, if you've never heard of them, check them out. Cloud Nothings. They have a brand new album on Amazon called Attack uh, Upon Memory. Gosh, I could be wrong. Let me take a look at that. I'm looking at it as we speak. I have their other album, uh, Cloud Nothings, which is self-titled. Yeah, here it is. Attack on Memory. Just came out January 24th, 2012. Great album. Great song. Great band. So, how you kids been? I hope you're well. I want to thank you guys again for trapping into the opus. A lot of us have been wondering, okay, so there are these predictions that are based off of the Mayan calendar that supposedly the end of the world is going to happen December 21st, 2012. The reason why everybody is freaking out about that is because, well, guess what we're, year we're in right now? That's right, 2012. And we're practically through the middle of the year, now that I'm recording this show in July. And so pretty much we're obviously waiting for this... Uh, this phenomenon that supposedly is going to happen in what way or form nobody knows now clearly there are a lot of people out there who are preparing for the apocalypse clearly there's a lot of people out there that are getting ready for those doomsday circumstances in fact 
is it Doomsday or Doomsday? I think it's Doomsday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so there's this show like on TV that that I believe is on the. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he? Is it the History Channel or A and E? I don't know. I don't have cable. I really don't care. But long story short, these people are just waiting for the apocalypse and they're prepared in a way where they do all these crazy things to make sure that they're going to survive the end of this planet or the human race now granted i mean you know it's not for us to judge and we shouldn't say that these people are crazy but seriously i mean you know to to go through that to all those measures to have to uh, i guess dedicate waking moments of your life thinking okay I've got to survive the end of the world I know that's a bit too much and uh, clearly I'm not one to say that I wouldn't do that specifically for myself and my family of course I I would want to survive Uh, but uh, I don't know these people are just to me there's just going about it the wrong way I feel I don't know but well you guys judge right you guys be the judge but in the end clearly the apocalypse or the end of the world is something that people think about. And obviously in that uh, beginning intro interview, um, there are people who have a positive perspective and a negative perspective. Now on the opus, basically we're not going to talk about or debate any of that madness or nonsense because we'll just let the rest of the other podcasts do that. What the opus is about is basically about music and its influence on life. And that being the case, I want to know, and this is the question that I'm asking every single one of you who are listening to me, specifically on the social networking sites like Twitter, Facebook, and now even BlipMe. Um, If the apocalypse were tomorrow, what would the song, or what song would you want to be listening to when it's all going down. More importantly, if you knew the end of the world was coming tomorrow, what band or artist or show, musical concert, would you want to go see? It could be anything. It could be anything from a symphony uh, to a specific garage band that you're watching at some hole in the wall or or something mainstream like Stinkin' Park or uh, some nonsense like that. Now, clearly, everybody's going to have an opinion on this because when it's all said and done, I mean, you're going to want to share some of those moments, no? Uh, Clearly, everyone has an opinion, and by no means do I want to belittle that. But, you know, we want to hear what you got to say, so you can do that on the website. Now, believe it or not, there's actually music that talks about this subject. There's music that right now is in the mainstream and music that we've been listening to for who knows how long that talks about the subject of the end of the world and um, Spinner, Spinner Magazine yes of course I'm not going to um, plagiarize or copyright any of the information that I'm giving to you off of this magazine because I'm getting it straight from the internet guys, come on I'm not that clever I'm not that smart but Spinner Magazine says there's about 25 songs that talk about Judgment Day And according to them, these are the top 25. And maybe one of these songs is your song that you want to be listening to when it's all said and done. Song number one happens to be from the band Muse. What a great band. Muse happens to be one of those bands that if you haven't seen them live, and I haven't. I'd love to see them live, but I haven't been able to see them yet. It's just, man, you know, they're they're fantastic. Seen them on TV live, so 
but that doesn't really count. Nevertheless, their song Apocalypse Please from their album, I believe, what was uh, it? was their Muse self-titled that came out in 2003. That's probably one of like the best albums that they've come out with. Uh, that a song, or that song, Apocalypse Please, talks about the end of the world. And according to the lyrics, it basically um, talks about how, you know, everything is just going to blow up and just be destroyed. Isn't that just a pick-me-up? What you think? It's got to be. <laughs> um, another song that's basically talks about, you know, the end of it all is Nine Inch Nails. You know, who would have think? Nine Inch Nails. Whoa, what a big surprise. Uh, the Day the Whole World Went Away. And uh, clearly, Trent Reznor has this, I don't know, this, uh, this devotion to seeing it all crumble down. I mean, I don't think he's come out with a song that hasn't talked about the end in some way or another. Uh, clearly, too melodramatic for me. Oh, talk about melodramatic. The next song, or the next artist that has supposedly a song that, uh, that talks about the end of the world is Morrissey. Now, I'm, I'm a fan of Morrissey. I've never really been a fan of Morrissey, but I have to thank my wife for making me a Morrissey fan. Because... A song like Every Day is Like Sunday. I mean, who would not want to listen to Morrissey the last day? It's just, you know, just call it quick. So when everyone's saying, hey, you know what? It's time to check out. This is the song. Put it on. Put Morrissey. <laughs> uh, the next band is, uh, oh, Ar Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Uh, from their Iron Maiden self-titled album in 1982. I don't know. That's, uh, that's kind of like a, that's like a gimme. I don't really think that's a, that's a good one. Minutes to Midnight from Midnight Oil. You guys remember that? How can we sleep when our beds? One Hit Wonder? And you're going to listen to that at the end of the world? Nah, I'll pass. Um, U2 has that song, Seconds, off of their U2 album, 1983. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I would listen to Seconds. I would probably listen to... Um, Sunday Bloody Sunday or New Year's Day. Yeah, New Year's Day. That's that's the one I would probably listen to. Let's see. Let me go down this list here because I mean, 25 songs. I don't know if I'm gonna mention all of them. Clearly, I mean, there's there's got to be a rap song in here. Let's go look at this. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, we will become silhouettes. Of course, from the Postal Sor Service. Pfft, can't even say that. The Postal Service. Their 2005 album. Obviously, Death Cab for Cutie's uh, Ben Gibbard uh, side project. I mean, this is one of those great songs that you have to think about. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, We were we Will Become Silhouettes is an excellent song. Uh, Such Great Heights? I don't know. I would rather listen to that because clearly that's the type of song that um, I think in a lot of ways, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're saying, hey, it's all said and done, hey, you know what? We'll have the last laugh. Not really, but, you know, you know how it is. Let's see. Let's go down the list here. Are you guys reading the same list that I am? If you are, great. They have The Doors here. They have Peter Gabriel. Gosh. I'm just... I've got nothing, kids. London Calling from The Clash. Well, that's interesting. Why would they put The Clash on there? Um, apparently, it's... Uh, let's see here. Inspired in part by the Three Mile Island nuclear accident that occurred a few months earlier. The Clash sing about nuclear error in this point 
punk classic. I didn't know that. I thought London Calling was um, was kind of like a, an anthem against the government. Oh, here's another appropriate one. The Smashing Pumpkins, 2007, Doomsday Clock, which happened to be on the Transformer soundtrack. I don't know. That's not a good choice. And the list goes on, guys. You know, why should I talk about the obvious when clearly those are uh, those are the songs that, that are pretty much on, on the Spinner magazine and what they consider to be the, the I guess, appropriate... Um, curriculum in listening while or listening to anything of music once it's uh, once the world ends i don't see any rage against the machine here um they've got prince 1999 yeah that makes sense uh, yeah i don't see any rage i don't even see any uh rem it's the end of the world i mean that that makes more sense to me don't you guys think but let's let's talk into perspective of what really the end of the world means, okay? And, like I said, the Opus is not going to debate what it it is for you or what it should mean for you or what it should mean for the world because that's not what we do here. But I do ask that you stop, look around yourself, or look around your where you're at and think, okay? This world... Or this earth is a wonderful masterpiece. I mean, it was created with all of its awesome beauty. All right? And it's hard to believe that it's all going to go poof. I mean, we'll probably go before it'll go. So here's where I'm going with this. Basically, think about it. I want you to just reason with me real quick. Say you have a house, all right? You basically have a home that you've built and you've made it into this masterpiece. And long story short, you decide that you want to rent or you want to provide this house, this home, for a nice family. So you find the family that you think is ideal and that is going to enjoy and appreciate this home. And they move into the home and they're there in the home. And you see that everything is happy in the beginning. Well, as time goes by and as time passes, you notice that your tenants become to be, or they, they start to become sloppy. They start to dirty the home. They start to damage the home. In fact, they even start to uh, show unappreciation to the home and even to the homemaker by being disrespectful and oh, who knows what. Okay, now before anyone says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I pay rent in this home, okay? You know what? I'm going to do whatever I want when I'm in this home as long as I'm paying for it. Sure, okay, you have that right. We all know that everyone has renter's right. But it's still someone else's home. Someone else put blood, sweat, tears into those four walls so that way you could be happy. So in the end, the homemaker, the creator of that home, <clears throat> forgive me, good grief. I need to drink something. I'm sorry, kids. I didn't mean to do that in your ear. Water does the body good. So that homemaker says, you know what? I'm getting these guys out of here. So what do you think he's going to do? You think he's going to burn down the home? No, that makes no sense. You got a reason. He's going to get those people out of there. He's going to renovate the home. He's going to make it better. And he's going to find other tenants that will appreciate and love this home that he has made. 
If you understand the analogy, then you'll basically understand why this whole thing about uh, 2012 being the end of the Earth is, um, well, it's just nonsense. But hey, once again, I'm not going to debate that. You guys obviously have an opinion, and I want to hear your opinion, and you can post your opinion on the Opus website. Uh, specifically, you can do that at www.theopus.podbean.com, or you can also email me at theopus.sg at gmail.com, or you can even post your comments on Facebook at the Opus Podcast webpage. Um, clearly, you have an opinion about this, so come on, let us hear it. We want to definitely hear it. And uh, unfortunately, you can't put uh, a voice uh, message on there, so you're going to have to type it with your fingers on the keyboard. Uh, at the same time, we also want to know here on the Opus, what's that song that you want to be listening to once it's all said and done? What's that band or that musical artist or that concert that you want to go to before the end of the world happens. Please let us know here on the Opus. And that's pretty much my bit, kids. I want to thank you guys for listening again to the Opus, for trapping into the Opus. Every single one of you are great. I appreciate every single one of you for taking the time in doing so. And once again, please comment, rate, and subscribe. And remember, if you're not listening to the Opus, Chris Nolan will start making crappy movies. <laughs> All right, kids, thanks again. Remember, rate, comment, subscribe.